Good morning. Today, I would like to talk to you from Psalm 27, all about how we can overcome fear. I'll read the passage for us. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me and devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an, enemy, an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me upon a high rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At His sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts and joy. I will sing and I will make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call you Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Saviour. And though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I will remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. What are you afraid of? If I'm honest with you, I am afraid of most things. Um, I, I don't like heights, so I don't do theme parks. I'm normally the person in a safe corner looking after everyone's bags. I don't, I don't even do the teacups because the speed is just too much for me. I, I don't like long journeys because I get, I get car sick. I'm even afraid of rainy days, especially if I've just come out the salon. I'm afraid of being in big crowds of people in case I speak too much and offend somebody. I'm afraid that I might speak too little and offend somebody. So I'm pretty much afraid of most things. The command of do not be afraid appears in the Bible over 300 times. So I ask this question because we are all, in fact, afraid of something. Perhaps you have a fear of catching COVID, or maybe you have a fear of the vaccine even, a fear of work demands, college, uni, your exam results, not posting the right content on social media, or maybe you have financial fears, fears about your relationship, your marriage, your children. Maybe you have fears about never getting married or never having children. Maybe you're fearful about getting older and the health concerns that come with that. The truth is that none of us are exempt 
from, from the feeling of fear. And different seasons bring with it different fears. There is no level of success that makes us immune from this. I, I really doubt that Oprah goes to bed at night and says, ah, oh, thank God for all my money. Because of it, I have no fear. The sheer fact that the Bible says, do not be afraid so often tells us that this is a common universal experience of all people. But God doesn't say, don't feel fear. What's important, what's important is that we acknowledge that fear is not our final destination. We have to make sure that we choose not to set up camp there. It is not our permanent place of residence, but simply a place that we pass through to get to the other side. The thing is, if we don't call it out and then call out to God, fear can disillusion us and paralyze us, preventing us from being able to move forward. But here in Psalm 27, verse one to three, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. So firstly, in order to overcome fear, David says this, I will not fear. David has resolved in himself that come what may, he has already made up his mind and has taken his stance. And this is David we're talking about. The same David who fought lions and bears and even a giant. The same David who was an outlaw, living in caves and hiding in fear of his life. This is the same David who committed adultery and even manslaughter. The same David whose son was murdered and his other son died at a young age. If anyone had a reason to be filled with fear, it was David. And yet he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? He declares that he has made up his mind. He says, I will not fear. So how did David do this? How did he get to the point where nothing could move him? I think it's because David knew who God was. In that one line, he says, I don't need anything else but to know that God is God, that He is my salvation. David knows who God is to him and that God is the light in the midst of absolute darkness and hopelessness. He doesn't say, I won't fear because I know what God is going to do, how, when, and, and what, no. What he holds on to is the knowledge that God is God and that He is His salvation. And there is a peace that comes from knowing who God is, even if our immediate circumstances cause for us to doubt that all will be well in the end. Sometimes I look for solutions I know that in many of my work meetings, I like to end with, clear, with a clear action plan. You know, what do we need to do? How can we get the ball rolling on this? What are the practical next steps that we need to take in order to achieve measurable outcomes? And you may be like me, you want to know, what do I need to do? Better yet, God, what will you do in this situation? But the thing is that the solution is Him. 
He has already done it. When Jesus died on the cross, He said, it is finished. And the Bible says that in Him is the light of all mankind. We may not know what our situation needs right there and then to be resolved, but who we do know is God. And that in Him, we have the strength to face any and every circumstance that comes our way. David says so. In verse two, he says, the Lord is the strength of my life. Secondly, in order for us to overcome fear, David says, I will be confident. The passage says in verse three, Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. And then again in verse 13, I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I think the confidence that David is talking about here is being so well grounded in what you know as truth, so secure that no one can convince you otherwise. Think back to a time where God stepped into your life, into your situation and showed you His power. Mine was when I was at college and after a night out in the middle of January, filled with all the wisdom of an 18 year old, I decided to get into the back of my friend's convertible car with the hood down. And if you've ever sat in the back of a convertible, the way the wind hits you is absolutely insane. So I woke up the next day, the day of my sociology A-level exam, with a fever. I was shivering. I was so cold, I couldn't get out of bed. And so in that moment, I prayed because I needed to get to college. I prayed and God showed up. God healed me and He showed me His mercy. He showed me His compassion and His power and His ability to heal. No one can take that experience away from me. That was the first time that I experienced God for myself. And that's when I knew with absolute confidence that He is who He says He is, that He is powerful and mighty and able to save. Think back to your moment when God stepped into your circumstances and showed you who He was. Even those moments where the world has convinced you that it wasn't really God. It was just a coincidence. Think of that moment and hold on to it. That moment of unshakable truth because God has shown you who He is. Remain confident in that. And He will continue to show Himself to you over and over again. That is His character. When those exam results come in, and it says something other than what you were expecting, even in that, be confident. When you have your appraisal and it highlights situations that you were completely oblivious to, even in that, be confident. When you are having difficulties in your marriage and your children are doing that thing they do which is the opposite of what you told them, even in that, be confident. Make the decision today, I will be confident. Even when it feels like the walls are closing in and an army is surrounding me. And the reason that we can be confident is because we know who God is and we know His character and we know what He has already done in Jesus. So I am confident in that. And lastly, in order for us to overcome fear, David says, I will shout with joy. 
Verse five and six reads, but in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. And at his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and I will make music to the Lord. When I was at university, people thought I was a little bit weird. And if I'm honest with you, I completely understand why. I would hear them say, oh, there's Jemima. She's gonna invite you to church. I can hear her singing her Jesus songs in the corridor. What they didn't know was that while I was at uni, my mum had been diagnosed with cancer and that she was in intensive care. What they didn't know was that she had been in a coma for months. And most evenings after I left my lectures, I would go straight to the hospital and fall asleep in the chair beside her bed. What they didn't know was that my brother and I had been told that it was most likely that if she did wake up, that she would die within a matter of days. They didn't know that I was fighting my battle. They didn't know that my joy was my weapon. They didn't know that I was in my day of trouble. And as I sang my Jesus songs, it was God who protected me. It was God who kept me safe. He protected my heart and my mind. And somehow I was able to carry on. Fear is our reminder that we have to take everything to God in prayer and in worship. It is our reminder that joy in the face of adversity is our greatest weapon, especially in those moments when it feels like we are at war. There is something healing about being able to be in God's presence and let go of every weight that holds us down. To be able to still choose joy no matter what we're going through. And for those years while I was at uni and, and everyone saw me as this happy-go-lucky, slightly annoying Christian, it didn't faze me. Because even then, I knew the power of worship. I knew what worship does. I knew that keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus and being able to shout with joy is what stopped fear from taking a hold of me. When we recognise what God has sheltered us through and protected us from, how can we not shout with joy? David says, there is only one thing that I need even when the walls are closing in. All I need is to come and to be in your presence. Theologian Alexander McLaren said this, peace comes not from the absence of trouble, but from the presence of God. David says so too. He says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. The most powerful place that we can be is at the feet of God in worship. So how do we overcome fear? We resolve in ourselves just as David did, that we will not fear, that we will be confident and that we will shout with joy. And it takes determination to be able to make that decision beforehand, to plant our feet so, so firm in the knowledge of who God is, to be confident in what He has already done in Jesus and to make the choice to worship Him even when it doesn't make sense. And so we're gonna do that this morning. If you are able, I would love for you to stand with me as we pray and worship together.
Lord, we thank you that you are a good God. Lord, that because of you, we have no reason to fear. That your perfect love casts out all fear. And this morning, Lord, we choose to stand firm in that truth today, that we are confident, that you are good, that you are merciful, that you are powerful. And Lord, if we have forgotten that, would you remind us again this morning? Would you open our lips to, to shout with joy as we praise you? Remind us of your goodness and all the days that you have sheltered us and protected us. Remind us that regardless of our circumstances that you are God, that you are our light and our salvation. And so we worship you here. In Jesus' name, amen.